Okay, hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Better. Better. We're back after right. quite some time. I'm Dr. John Duffy. With I'm me, Julie Duffy. This is Julie Duffy. <laughs> um, we are uh, we are recording. Tired. No. <laughs> We're tired. Um, it's been a long day. We're recording from our uh, house. Suburban dining table. Yeah. Which um, you're not probably thrilled about as our as Oh, our it's studio. fine. It's good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so what's been going on lately, Julie? Uh, Here's a segment we call What's Been Going On. <laughs> well, we had the weekend you've been asking for for several weeks. The weekend of no plans in the city. Um, Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I uh, Yesterday, I got up. Uh, filed my CNN piece and went to the gym in our... Let's take a pause, let's pause a moment on that. John's been writing a lot of articles that have been printed um, by C- published by CNN. Yes. And he's finding it very exciting. I do love this idea of being a contributor to CNN. It is one of these little bucket list things I didn't know was on my bucket list, but now totally is. And now... I don't know if Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon are listening, but... We'll see you soon at the, ta- at the desk. We'll see you at the desk. Yeah. yeah. This isn't desk. a threat. We're going to share the desk. Listen, you'd be perfect, and they, <laughs> you'd, be the, you'd be a great mental health star for the CNN uh, uh, platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we chilled... Then I went and watched the Cubs game, and I have not done that all year. Just sat in the apartment, watched the Cubs game, dug it. Cubs lost, but in the extras, it was like But yeah, you get to sit juicy, on the couch. So usually, because we've been like bi-coastal, meaning suburban, urban, and John comes down on Thursday nights, and then there's usually something going on, so he gets a little bit of rest, but really most, most of one day, I'm cleaning for the people who are coming over later. <laughs> so we... We, I cleaned it before he came down and we did uh, not none of that. I went and painted on Saturday during the day for several hours. Um, and then we just, John chilled. He worked out. You worked out. You can chime in. <laughs> I did work out. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I worked out. And I did a five mile lakefront run today. I am paying a dear price for it, but I'm happy to have done it. I had a great time. A great time. Time. I did a four-mile non-lakefront walk. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. It was good too. Yeah. Um, so we thought we would. Do we? What do we want to jump right in? Well, one of the things we were just going to touch on is so John, you had an article that went super viral. Oh, so viral. Um, well, it was about the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. Yes, about correct. Gray divorce. About gray divorce. About divorce after gray decades. In quotes. Divorce. Right. Why? Why is the gray in quotes? Because nobody's going gray. Well, no. It's a. It's a. It's just a term. It's a. It's a. Yeah, I think it's a pretty well-established term, actually. Oh, it is? Yeah, I didn't. Um, in fairness, I did not use that term in the body of the uh, of the text, but my editor. Katia, who's awesome, um, she said that this is a phenomenon, and I looked it up, and in fact, oh, right. it is. Yeah. Um, so, so people, just to be clear, so no people, one here is gray, as far as you know, and, uh, and we're getting divorced. <laughs> no one here is gray, right, and nobody's getting divorced here. Um, but, 
there is a phenomenon where people who have been married, uh, who have eerie similarities to our lives, right? Who have been married for decades um, and their kids are up and out, if they've had kids, um, are that, that, that divorce is on the table for them in a way that wasn't true even a decade ago. Yeah, so... And I learned a little bit. I, I did, I don't know if I talked to you about, like, um, I did an NPR show um, with a woman who is um, the, the, the department chair of sociology at Bowling Green State University, future home of J.C. Adams. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Are my here, like, that's, uh, you just talked about that. We just made a video for J.C. We and did. that uh, is a secret. <laughs> no. <laughs> It, it's it's a secret and don't ta- if you know JC please I'll be don't tell that her. out okay um, anyway uh, so but I learned a lot about the de- demographics and that not that long ago because of tradition because of religion because of societal and familial expectations people didn't do this so they tended to if they if people were married for um, let's say about twenty five years or so divorce was really not an option like it would have to be an extreme situation. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about 10 years ago? 10, 15 years ago. So this is a relatively new phenomenon. Well, okay, I get that it may be growing, but it's not like 15 years ago things were so different. Like, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't... Right. Well, that's the point. It's growing. I mean, I think there's always been the... Um, and, and I'm going to lay into middle-aged men a little bit because there's always been this idea of like, you know, of um, men chasing down vitality by, you know, uh, leaving their wives for younger women, a poopsie or a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So that's been a thing. And that's not. Well, that's a sort of an age old dated uh, thing. Right. Midlife crisis. Women leaving marriages um, is growing is growing and I think I get have a beat on that and the um, the department chair um, of sociology at Bowling Green State University seems to agree that that's a um, an artifact of women wanting a next chapter in their lives like you know so recognizing like or just a whole new book (laughs) a whole new book yeah I mean like my, my husband is Really, what she was saying is, you know, my husband is boring and has, you know, he's um, letting himself go and he's not interesting anymore. And I no longer financially need him and the kids no longer need us to be together, even if that were a thing. Which, by the way, you know, in parentheses, it is not a thing. Um, And so I am going to go off and do my own thing. And not always is that to pursue other relationships. Often it's just... I'm going to go move to a different country. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to get in great shape, whatever. I'm going to start some new adventure in my life. Women do this way more than men. Well, so yeah. So that- and so we die. And so men, we, we, we die very young. Oh. Yeah, we die 10 years younger than you guys. Not, that's not part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Are you seeing this more in your practice? Uh, in fact, I am, yes. You mean Which gray divorce? I believe general. that you said that in your CNN article, so I hope that is the truth. It is absolutely true. Um, one interesting thing about it, so I was uh, discouraged from citing this in the article, but this is a reality. 
Um, I have noticed an uptick in, in the way this is handled since the conscious uncoupling of Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin a few years ago, right? So she gets this very hard time for this cheesy idea that we can sit down with a therapist and, and amicably decide, okay, our lives together have run their course. Right, you know. Right, um, no, that's a great thing. If you can, wait, how do you know to attribute that to them, though? Uh, I'm not necessarily attributing it to them. I'm saying there's a correlation, right? There's a, yeah. co- t- a, a temporal correlation going back about five, six years, about when they broke temporal? up. Temporal, time-wise, time-based, temporal. Not temporal. No, that's a lobe in the brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But Temporal. Um, if anybody Temporal. wants to draw the, there, there is um, a reason that the temporal lobe suggests time. So I would suggest that as a, uh, educated and informed listeners, uh, you do a little research into that. We won't get deep into brain chemistry right now. Whoa. Okay. You lost me there for a second. But it could just be that. Uh, um, okay. So. So yes, I'm seeing more of this. It's a real thing. And people are doing it with more respect when they can. It's not always, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it's a, it's a train wreck. You know, more often than not, divorces even that start with the intent that we're going to do this with respect and with love for one another and with um, a recognition that we don't want our kids to suffer and that financially we both want each other to be in good positions. And somewhere down the line, I think it's once once we lawyer up, you know what I mean? Once we lawyer up, I think we're in a position where it's adversarial. And that, to me, is wildly unfortunate. Like there's, So there's this potential for an uptick in mediation, especially in these gray divorces. That's what I would like to see more of, is people sitting with mediators, talking this through, and um, really separating in a way where it's like, I want you to be happy, you want me to be happy. Okay. Well, it, if, if one person doesn't feel that way, if one, if one person wants out and the other person doesn't and is devastated, that's, that's a hard thing to get to, but yes. And that's always a, the case. It's in a, yeah. Virtually all. Well, probably sometimes it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you know. Um, maybe a little more mutual once, you know, they, they stop and think about it. But one interesting thing you noticed is that yes. some of the people that we know, no names here, um, and, and I've got some responses on my um, Facebook page that would suggest that um, people who have been married for a long time did not like the article a whole lot, well, don't like the, the idea uh, that even the the, the uh, notion of the great divorce seems like a little scary to people who have been together for a long time and are not have no designs on divorce. Well, so I uh, I listened to you talk about it. I don't even know. It was on TV or on the radio or something. And you sounded. I try to do it with uh, so, a lot of different media. You sounded so um, sort of up beat about the option that I, <laughs> seriously, and, and, 
which you are you are really good at delivering not great news or dry facts in a really upbeat way but you you were really upbeat about the option to the point where I was literally like wait a minute <laughs> I, I literally wrote well, you know, given like, that I have some really good news uh-huh, for you something you want to tell me <laughs> but a friend of ours did say I got mad when I read that now part of it is that we've all come out of the pandemic and there was a little more um, togetherness that for some didn't uh, bode well. Um, And people are definitely, a lot of people we know are in life transitions and it's scary. It's scary when maybe someone's retiring or there's something changing in life and you don't know what the next chapter looks like. Uh, Yeah, reading that article can be kind of, can kind of rock your world a little bit. Well, and, and the pandemic was um, an omen of the future, for better or for worse, for a lot of couples, right? Um, this wasn't true for you and I because because um, there was nobody in my office building. So our lives changed, but not that radically. It's not like we a lot of people spent all their time together all of a sudden. No, you went to work year. every day. And, and you I were would, busier was, than ever. Yeah. And we moved downtown, and I got an art studio. <laughs> so our, so this maybe, was, we were, maybe we're separating, and we didn't really visit. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Julie's, yeah, engineered a trial separation without no. even being consciously uncoupling about it. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, for a lot of people, they're spending all this time together. Arguably, this was true for the Gates. This was, this was one of the um, theories floating around in the media about what happened with the Gates is that they were together more than they were used to being together and that that and that in fact they had been le- leading very separate lives for a long time which worked for them yeah it which works, works for, for a lot, lot of people, people. Yeah. yeah i mean and it really does like you know i can think of some couples that we know where um somebody travels five days a week and they spend weekends a lot together. of people right a yeah. lot of people yeah and and that can that can work and then and then when the pandemic hits you realize like okay this, this is probably what our retirement life might look or feel like a little bit more, right? Yeah. We're going to spend all this time together and we're arguing, we're, argue, we're not good at being in close quarters, yeah. we've never done this before, um, you bug me, you know, you sleep weird, you make weird noises all day, well, can pe- you yeah. put some pants on? People definitely, I think, get used to their own, having their own groove um, for good bits of time and when that is interrupted it's kind of jarring uh i um yeah i mean you yeah you've been super busy we've you know as per usual and i just decided i need a different energy so i we got this place in the city and really um the time that we're not together you're just really you're working and so now i can be um, painting in a really dynamic environment, and then we're together when we, when you're not working. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would argue, although we'd be curious if we talked on the podcast about this, I would argue that this works pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, it's completely necessary right now for me, and yeah, we're loving it. It's new. It's new. It's new, and so. You know, you don't necessarily want splitting up to be your new thing, but um, I like, we have liked that there's this whole new thing, this whole new way to live, 
kind of who knew. I think the pandemic definitely like woke us up to it or woke me up to it. Like, oh yeah, I got to get out of here. I got to get downtown. I feel happy down here. I feel alive down here. I I need to be here, you know. Yeah. Um, and that the, the pandemic pushed that along, but um, yeah, there's new ways to new fresh ways to live life, you know, at every point. I think, but hopefully, it's not uncoupling. <laughs> right. If you well, don't want that. If you don't want that, right? Um, and you know, one thing you know, I, I cite. Um, something that came actually from a couple of, a few clients of mine, this idea of chapters, like in, in next chapters. And um, one thing I think you and I have learned um, pretty organically in the last year is that, you know, creating a next chapter um, really reinvigorates a relationship and, um, and is almost imperative. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while, I think you have to change things up and try something new. You know what I mean? Like, and so we're, we, I don't, we didn't do that in order to recharge our marriage, but I think it has to some extent, don't you? Oh yeah. yeah. No, I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so creating, creating a chapter together, you know, something new together and it doesn't, you know, I, I get that, you know, not everybody's going to go rent an apartment in the city, but you know, just to decide, or we're going to travel more together. We're going to um, take a class together. You know, we're going to learn ballroom dancing or whatever. something not together, you know. Um, and, I, you know, I, I said, hopefully it's not uncoupling, which I mean. But but I, but if it's if things are bad and you've been miserable forever, then I hope it does mean uncoupling, you know, because of who you're married to and you shouldn't be together, then I hope it does mean uncoupling. So so that attitude, that idea is also relatively new. The openness to this being viable, right? So so some of the criticism I got was, hey, what happened to tradition? What happened to death till death do us part? And, um, you know, That's I... hooey. <laughs> well, I, I understand the idea, right? You no, know, I know, I know. Um, and 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 um, and that means an awful lot to a lot of people. But you know, I stand by, and I, and I can talk clinically about this a little bit. You know, if you do, if if a couple gets to a point where somebody is really, really unhappy, and then there's no movement there, um, the idea of Forcing the matter, the idea of staying together for, especially for the sake of kids, you know, I, I work with kids, guys, and you know, when their parents are in an unhappy relationship, they're not unaware. They know what's going on. They feel the tension. So this, the idea of staying together because the kids need that kind of solid, you know, household situation. Kids don't feel that. What kids feel is the tension, you know? So one way or another, you've got to eradicate that, either through therapy together and working out whatever's going on wrong in your relationship or calling it. And, you know, sometimes calling it's the right thing. And, and, and I, I would argue that that is an okay thing. I think you're right that it's who we just afford to stay together for a lifetime. If at some point during the marriage you realize, mm, you know what, I don't think this is working for us. And if it's not, and here, here's the bottom line. This is something I've learned with couples too, is if it's not working for one of you, it's not working for either of you. 
you, one of oh, you right. might want it more. One of you might feel like it's more workable, but you know, you're not happy. You're just dependent. You're dependent on the thing, you know, yeah. like, and so, um, if your partner isn't happy and, and there's nothing in your relationship that suggests he or she is going to be, you know what I mean? Then, then holding on just for the sake of holding on doesn't, doesn't serve anybody over yeah. time. Yeah. And eventually it, it usually ends up in, in some really grim, ugly stuff and, and too many relationships end that way. And it's, and that's really too bad. That's really heartbreaking and too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, what did you, what was your article that came out today? Uh, so today I, uh, we, they published an article about um, our mental health in the wake of the new CDC guidelines, which just came out the other day about um, the masks that are no longer necessary indoors or outdoors um, and the social distancing that is no longer necessary, at least no longer demanded by the CDC. In other words, states, municipalities, restaurants, stores, everybody can have their own regulations, but the CDC is kind of stepping out and saying, um, as far as we're concerned, you know, like you, you, you can um, be closer to people. You do not if need to wear a mask. If you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated. Well, under a whole, there's a number of circumstances, right? Um, yeah, and they are suggesting that everyone get vaccinated. Well, that is the thing. If you're vaccinated, you can be with other people who are vaccinated without masks inside and out. Right. But no, I think people are unglued about it a little bit. A lot of people think... I mean, listen, a lot of people never wanted to be distanced or masked to begin with, and they weren't. But uh, I think a lot, I know a lot of people who have been, it feels sudden. It, it feels a little, uh, it's a little jarring. You feel a little unglued. Like, wait a minute. You know, like yesterday, everyone was, and I, I know I didn't f finish that sentence, but I will say, again, in Chicago, um, people still are masked walking around not everybody outside there, yeah, there are um, so I, I i i have appreciated being in a you know in a mask up environment um a lot of stores still require it um so yeah what well, for me it's still for me pretty automatic you know like i so um yeah so so this piece is about something i've been worried about since the beginning of the pandemic. You, I don't know if you remember, I was talking about mm -hmm. that second curve, mm -hmm. right? And the second curve is like how our- Mental health. Mental, mental um, unwellness basically is the second curve, right? Behind the coronavirus curve. And, and I stand by that a lot of us are anxious. And I've gotten some feedback already today that suggests like, you know, one person said, you didn't go far enough. Like we're, we're not just worried about you know, does, is it okay to be masked? Does it feel weird to be masked? Does it feel weird to be unmasked? We're, some of us are still worried about dying. You know what I mean? Like somebody said like very clearly, like, you know, this, you know, there's still this hint of a fourth wave and, you know, like, so, so um, yeah, some people are still worried about dying, you know, but think about, and I wrote, I, I included this in the article, think about a, a second grade child for example, right? So you got an eight-year-old um, who has been wearing a mask and keeping distance from their friends, their teachers, uh, their grandparents 
for a year, which is an enormous chunk of their lives, of their conscious lives that they can recall and remember, it's probably half of it, right? And, um, and to say like, you know, okay, you don't have to do that anymore. You can take the mask off. You know, I've always been worried about how this was going to play out for kids because there is this thing about like, wait, you were really clear, you know, about why I had to do this, why I had to be obsessive and compulsive. I mean, if kids were super articulate about masking up, keeping distance from people, washing my hands, not infecting anybody. Now, all of a sudden, why is it different? You know what I mean? Well, my guess is a lot of kids are going to be super resilient to that and, and let it go pretty quickly because I already feel like people already are. The vast majority of kids are going to be yeah. super re resilient, but there is this subset of pretty anxious kids who aren't. Yeah, you know? and, and anxious adults. Yeah, <laughs> there's plenty of anxious I think adults. a lot of us don't even really realize what we're... It's just, it's just, it's, it's confusing for it to change so suddenly. And yet, uh, and yet it had to do, it had to happen at some point. Okay. It is disquieting though. I mean, I will admit that when I heard about it, I was kind of like, ooh, I'm, that, that, this, that feels premature. And I, I'm not even basing that on anything. Well, you know I, what I mean, a, like the numbers are declining in, or like, you know, in, in the United States a great deal. And which is awesome. There was no fourth wave, you know, that was supposed to happen about six weeks ago. Um, but you know, my editor sent me a question just basically like, is this going to be messed up for people? Like people are going to really struggle with this. And the answer is, yeah, I think, I think, you know, my clientele, there's a lot of people who are like unsure about this, uncomfortable with it. And, um, I am to some extent, uh, you know, I prefer to wear masks a while longer. Um, and, and, and going to, and, you know, one thing I, point out in the article is there's no mandate not to wear a mask. There's no mandate not to keep distance. So if you are uncomfortable, ease into it. I plan on it. Well, and you just, it, I, I, my self-righteousness that, that gets taken away. I can't, I can't yell at anybody in Starbucks anymore. Uh, no, you can't. I'm I, so bummed Well, about that. Starbucks still, I mean, the one I went in today has a mask mandate. But they, but they don't have a mask mandate. You know, Starbucks is one of the companies, Starbucks, Costco, Walmart, a lot of big companies um, are dropping their mask mandates. Like, you know... Well, the one I was in today still has it on the w window. Oh, maybe they get to do it franchise by franchise yeah. or something. But I have a friend who works for Trader Joe's and she is bummed because the, the employees will still wear masks, but guests don't have to. And, you know, they'll never know if they're vaccinated or not. So, whatever. It's weird. Well, yeah. And, and um, this is a moment that was coming you know and but i'm happy i'm happy that we you know we made it through and hopefully uh it'll be a safe way to continue but it is weird it is weird to suddenly yeah, i don't know i'll, I'll keep masking up when i when i go in places me too and, and yeah i think it might be premature to say we've made it through i think that's something that um i'm just trying to acknowledge the positive and not just talk about the negative no for sure no i mean we've certainly made progress like enormous Stunning progress. I mean, one, one cool thing about this is, um, you know, th this has been the weirdest year of most of our lives. And, um, and, I, and I arguably, you know, we Americans, you know, I think it's pretty clear we messed this up from the beginning pretty terribly. Um, but the fact that, that, you know, a medical community gets together, comes up with, you know, um, 
vaccinations in such a quick fashion that seem to be enormously effective, despite the data that there are six or seven people who have blood clots with the Johnson & Johnson, and that some people, you know, one or two celebrities seem to have gotten coronavirus post-vaccination, and I don't know that whether that is spurious evidence or whether it's real, regardless. Well, it's going to happen The sometimes. big picture suggests that we're, we've made enormous progress. I feel very fortunate to be vaccinated. It's a wild time to be alive that we can actually do this and do it so quickly and, and efficiently. Um, and um, and it, it is cool to live in a city where you feel like people are respectful of one another's safety and wishes, regardless of maybe their own. I don't know, you know? I was driving, or we were driving past this little, it's this kind of health food store, groovy, like pharmacy thing attached to our building. And they had in the window, COVID shots available, you just walk in. So we've reached the point in Chicago where you just can walk in without an appointment and get one. So that's cool. That's true, most pharmacies now nationwide and this is not this isn't even a this is like a not even a really a pharmacy it's not a cvs it's like a groovy little health food store that's yeah. in our in our complex so it was weird and interesting to see that they just had them and you could just walk in and get one right no definitely um but yeah i mean if you're i i suppose the upshot of the piece that 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 we they published today is if you're feeling uncomfortable with this you are not alone and yeah, that's no fine and um and ease your way into it and, and and you know you you get to decide how to ease your way back you know what i mean like you don't have to um you know just, we we had to follow the guidelines on the front end but on the back end you know i i think you get to do what you want to do i went for a run on the lakefront in chicago today i wore a mask the entire run I, were uh, a lot of people masked? Yeah, I'd say. People were, I was walking all over the place, and actually, and a lot of people had masks still. Yeah, outside. there was one guy I was keeping keeping time with, um, and I noticed he turned around when I turned around, which was suspect, but I made sure that I beat him in the end, like the last block. <laughs> I, I just picked up the pace a little bit, but we were both masked. But I know that, that he... I know he's feeling the loss today, so <laughs> if you, you are the ass. guy in the yellow uh, <laughs> Nikes, sorry, I, I just had to, I had to put you down, man. I'm sorry. You you, you put up a good race. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, all right, everybody, have a good week. Yeah, have a good week. It's good to be back talking to people. Um, things seem to be yeah getting a little bit, but not completely good. I'm also uncomfortable with that. Like you know, what? all the social stuff. Like people want to get together, which I love my people. But I still am kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, we're not, let's let's just take it easy here. You know, sometimes I just want to hang out. I've been hanging out for a year, you know. Listen, like, there's some snugsy snug things we're all going to miss about the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Somebody knit that on a pillow. Yes, yeah. I miss the snugsy snugs I of the pandemic. I miss the snugsy snugsers. Anyway, <laughs> um, all is well. Um, and I will be soon um, posting my pieces of art for sale. Yep. And, uh, and, and so just follow me on Instagram, Duffy Voice at, whoa, at Duffy Voice on Instagram. <laughs> and for those of you who are ending school years and graduating now or in the next week or two, um, my, my hat is off to you guys enormously. 
and know that you accomplished something none of us have ever accomplished before. You made it through in a pandemic. Yes. So, you know, even if graduation is weird and this still doesn't feel normal, we're super proud of you and it is impressive. I, my clients who are graduating, I'm blown away by your, your um, ability to um, have the grit, resilience, tenacity to make it through during a really, really funky, weird time. Most especially our niece, Chloe Shaw, who graduated yesterday? Who with the uh, who got on the dance team? Made the dance team at University of Minnesota. Golden Gophers. And listen, that's no small and thing. And she had a, graduated with 4.0 GPA. She's amazing, and we love you, Chloe. We're so proud of you. We are super proud of you, Chloe. And we're gonna go to her last dance competition in Orlando in July. And Chloe, you know we love you because we're going to Orlando in July. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All, right. All right. Love you, honey. Love you, honey. Bye, guys. Bye.